before you begin today's episode, we would simply like you to know that what we will be discussing will be based on our own experiences and opinions and does not necessarily reflect every single Black, Indigenous, and person of color's opinions, views, nor beliefs. We realize that some of the content that we'll be discussing may make some people very uncomfortable. Although we encourage you to listen to the full episode, you're free and more than welcome to skip to different segments. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. In this episode, we'll be talking about Black hair and beauty and experiences facing what society's beauty standards are as Black women. Please know that this is all based off of our experiences and does not necessarily reflect the opinions and views of other people as well. So please sit back and enjoy this episode. Hi everyone, welcome to Blackout. My name is Melody and once again, I am going to be your co-host as well as Christine. But today we have a guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, my name is Amber Rose Ariste. I'm a grade 10 student at Immaculada High School and I'm so excited to be on this podcast. Awesome. So today we are going to be talking about black beauty as well as black hair. Um, as we, we all here are um, black girls, so we have a lot to say on this topic. But once again, this, this is not to make people feel bad. This is not to shame people. This is just for us to experience, to talk about our experience and to voice our opinions as well as our thoughts. Um, This is not meant to judge or make people feel bad about who they are or um, make people feel bad for their past mistakes, but just for them to genuinely learn about um, the problems that Black people face, as well as um, things that we like and things that we don't like as well. But again, we don't speak for everybody. This is just what we feel. So with that being said, why don't we get started? We've People always hear the same as um, Black people don't like their hair touched. Let's start with you, Amber. Amber, do you like when people touch your hair and why or why not? Um, No, I don't like people touching my hair. It's just uncomfortable. It's just like um, my hair represents me. And my mother has always told me that, um, Amber, you shouldn't let people touch your hair because people use it for, you know, um, witchcraft or different stuff to just hurt you. So... I, it's really uncomfortable just somebody just touching my hair like it's just I don't like it and I feel very uncomfortable what about you Christine I'm um, so I'm not gonna lie when I was younger I used to love when people touched my hair just because like I used to go to like a predominantly white school so when people would see my hair I'd be like oh can I come and touch it and I'd be like I'm the center of attention right and I used to love that when I was a kid but like now once I kind of started understanding my culture and like who I am, it made me feel really uncomfortable when people touched my hair for like two main reasons. Number one, I don't know where their hands have been, right? Like they can be dirtier than a public toilet washroom. I don't know. And I don't want that touching my hair. The second is because when someone says, can I touch your hair? It almost makes me think of when someone asks, can I pet your dog? Right? So it's kind of like making me feel like I'm kind of this kind of, animal and they're kind of just asking me hey can I pet you when in reality I'm not a human being those are the two main reasons why I hate it when people touch my hair yeah absolutely I can definitely relate to the dirty hands part because um I have relatively thick and curly hair like um it doesn't look much but when I put water on it it really expands and washing through it literally takes me two hours to 
wash it, clean, comb it out, make it soft, ready for it to get done. Um, and the more dirt there is there, the longer it takes. So I can definitely attest to the dirty hands part. Um, generally, I don't mind people touching my hair. Like you said, Christina, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel um, like the center of attention. I've always felt like that. Uh, pretty open with people touching my hair. But you also have to understand that not everybody's me. Not everybody likes that attention. Not everybody likes their hair being touched. Like Christine said, it makes some people feel like petting you and stuff like that. Um, so it's good to ask these important questions. Do you like people touching your hair? Do you mind if I touch your hair? Um, not can I. It's would you mind or wow, your hair's like you can obviously admire the hair. Uh, it's not a bad thing to say your hair looks good. That makes people feel good about themselves. But touching it. Um, unless you're really, really close to that person and know that they don't mind is not something you should do in our opinion. Yeah, and kind of to add on to like, you know, washing your hair, for me, that is a couple day long process. Like, I mean, washing it, drying it, combing it, untangling it. Oh my, it takes me two days to do that. So obviously if my hair is dirty and your hair, or like if my hair is clean and someone's dirty hands touches my hair, I will be upset because it takes me two days, sometimes more to do my hair. So it's like, no, it's so annoying and frustrating and it's such a long process. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So true. Um, let's move on to the black beauty part. Uh, I. I just finished reading this book and it's called The Bluest Eyes. And um, the author really addresses a lot of issues that black girls go through, um, starting with menstruation all the way to um, people calling this the, the main character ugly. You know, the, the way that they describe her in the book is the ugly little black girl. And um, we, the book kind of is in, like written in riddles, kind of poetic way. But it talks a lot about the girl praying to have... Um, blue eyes you know every single day she wakes up she says her prayer and the, the first thing is she prays for blue eyes throughout the book the girl faces a lot of difficulty and then also asks themselves why would somebody want to touch an ugly girl like that uh just because the girl doesn't have blue eyes and um another so one of the friend one of the girl that talks to her is a white girl with blue eyes and she's passive aggressive with her you know she calls her ugly and wants to be friends with her just because it makes her look good so mm -hmm. why do you think that this little girl wanted blue eyes growing up? Like, and at the end of the book, she does get the blue eyes. Um, she goes to a witch man uh, and he says, if you kill, like she, he didn't tell her that she was killing the dog, but she says, if you give this food to the dog, then your wish will be granted. And she gets blue eyes, but only she can see the blue eyes and she's happy. But why do you think that that little girl felt like she needed blue eyes to be pretty? Why do you think society deemed her as ugly without her blue eyes? Um, I know I feel her because as a as a young girl growing up, I always wanted to have blue hair, a blonde hair, and blue eyes. Always from the moment, like from like probably six, because I used to see it on TV. I was like, wow, they're so beautiful. And society says that, right? And you look at yourself and you're like, bro, I'm not enough. Like, I wish I could have that. But now growing up and realizing that, you know, my background and where I came from, that I should appreciate myself. But sometimes people look at you and you're like, they're like, oh, you have big lips or you have big nose. Your nose is too big or this. 
it makes you question yourself as a black woman. It makes you really think about yourself because even my space Dave too, like sometimes I'll be like before I used to be so insecure about it. I didn't used to smile, but now like I really like I had a conversation with my dad and I realized that it's deeper than me. Like it comes from a line of people, you know? So like now I appreciate myself and I realized that yes um blonde women are beautiful but i have to appreciate myself first in order to you know love myself so that's Absolutely. my opinion. yeah like i'm the same with amber like i used to wish every single day that i would have blue eyes and blonde hair <laughs> because i thought that's what looked pretty and so did everyone else right but and i remember when i was a kid like i don't know if you guys did this as well but i would always put a towel over my head pretending it was straight hair yes like i used to do that all the time like thinking oh yeah i have straight hair it's so nice like i used to always want to relax my hair straighten my hair um but like yeah like once i got to learn me and like my culture and like how beautiful black women are i was able to accept that yeah absolutely um i for one always wanted straight hair like i said my hair um it's not it's not wavy it's not curly it's not rapid it's not twisty it's it, i don't know what it is at this point um it's soft but yet it's really tight and knotted together so i always wanted my hair to be straight and really long oh my god how i wish to have like wavy and long hair uh never happy with what i had you know i always i still do to this point complain about how long it takes to wash how long it takes to do how tangled it gets, how much it hurts. And sometimes I sit down and I like envy people that have straight blonde or even black hair, you know, how easy it is to just, you know, brush right through it, right? Um, and back to what Amber said about society deeming that to be what looked like pretty, you know, on a lot of TV shows, um, although they were like, um, growing up, I used to watch Disney. So there were a lot of... Um, blonde-haired girls on TV. That was mainly what you would see as the main characters. Though The one show that I remember seeing that did not have that was That's So Raven and how I love that show. But every other one, Austin and Ali, Jesse, um, all these shows all had um, white women with like kind of blonde hair, some of them with blue eyes. And that that kind of sets a standard for you, right? Like, that's what beauty is. That's what you're trying to achieve. But it's physically impossible to achieve that. You can't change the color of your eye, no matter what you do. You can't change the texture of your hair, even how many times you relax it. At some point, you're just damaging your hair, right? So, absolutely. I agree with what you guys were saying. And kind of to add on, you know, like... um. It's also a question, like, I remember seeing this documentary, or not this documentary, but this short film not too long ago, like, interviewing a whole bunch of Black women, and they said the same thing, and they were almost like, it's not even if, like, you can be the prettiest, prettiest Black woman in this entire universe, and, like, if you're going for this other person, it won't even be a question of, oh, are they into me? It's, oh, are they into Black women first? Mm -hmm. Prettiest person on earth, and they're not into, like, Black people. And so they're going to reject you either way. So it's also mm-hmm. kind of that question as well. And you always have to ask yourself, oh, are they into Black people? Or, oh, does this job accept Black people? Or, oh, is this a good environment for Black people? It's not even for me at this point. It's for an entire community. Absolutely. Well, talking of jobs, um, what do you guys think of people that straighten their hair in order to get good jobs? 
And why do you think they do that? Why do you think black women decide to straighten their hair while going for a job interview? And why do you think that, that that's what society deems as professional, people with straight hair? I don't think it's straight hair only. I think it's just like not having either kinky hair like dreadlocks or extensions. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's very Eurocentric kind of um, features, right? So like there's... I know there are some places where you can't wear dreadlocks if you want to work there. There are some places where you can't wear an afro if you want to work there, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's also kind of like, it kind of plays a role into code switching, right? It's like, you don't only change your hair or you change the way you talk, you change the way you, you act, you change the way you do everything, right? So like, for me, I do that a lot. Like, sometimes I'll talk like, because usually when I talk normally, I kind of have this ever so slight accent I slur my words a lot but sometimes I'll like really enunciate all of my words and try to really pronounce everything and like you have to change the way you speak to sound and look more professional no matter how professional you actually are so I think it's just I don't know society the answer is always society. yeah and and to add on to Christine um, my brother my older brother he had to cut off his locks just to get a job in a bank and I think that um society also says that it's unkept like if you have an afro it's unkept it's just you know it's not it doesn't look too good you know in a professional job but to me I think that it's just who you are like your a job like going for a job they should accept you as who you are with straight hair kinky hair curly hair they should just you know accept that that's who you are that's what's growing out from your scalp you know what I'm saying like absolutely they shouldn't judge you based off that because you could be the best person at your job but it just you're black you know you can't really change that as a person exactly and the thing is I've been really thinking about this lately and society has changed so much you know since um slavery days since the revolution since everything and yet it hasn't, you know, there's a lot of microaggression, like it might not be so public, but that does people uh, actually this earlier this morning, we were watching um, on the internet on um, the TV and it was on YouTube and there people were like, oh, there's no racism in Canada. There's Canada's a really nice and friendly place. There's no racism here. Everyone's welcomed. And yes, everyone is welcomed. Yes, um, we do people do come here from so many countries yes it's so multi um diverse here that does not mean there's no racism it's so subtle it's so hidden that people have chosen to ignore it at this point but america's not the only one with the problem right like britain's not british Mm -hmm. britain is not the only one with the problem canada has problems too and the fact that we are um ignoring it and just saying well it's society's way that is one of the biggest problems that I believe we're facing, right? Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's just my take on that. And to add on the hair thing also, um, like I cut off my hair, right? Because it was relaxed. And a lot of people in my family was like, Amber, your hair isn't going to grow. It's not going to grow. You're black. It's not going to grow. And look at my hair now. Like it's flourishing. It's growing nicely. And I just love it. It's like there's this saying called there's this saying that black women they can't grow out their hair, which is not true. Like it just takes a lot more to grow our hair, more protective style, more like treating your hair. So 
that's what society again says you know absolutely and um all those protective styles they change every week which is so awesome uh i i also cut my hair because it was a custom to do that um when you reach high school back home you had to shape off all your hair so to grow it i did different hairstyles and my hair is up to my shoulders now and it's growing longer and i'm so proud of it and so happy that i have the hair that i have right because it somehow makes me um i don't know how to explain it but it's just is right mm-hmm. yeah um and is there anything else you guys would like to add no. well guys i really really hope you enjoyed this episode on black hair and black beauty it is really important to talk about these stuff i know sometimes it is hard it is easier to just keep quiet and walk away or pretend like things aren't actually happening but the truth is they are and the more you talk about them the better it becomes i just want to say that that's my piece on it um i really hope you enjoyed this episode once again thank you for listening and thanks everyone thanks amber for joining us bye, bye. And you said there's pink black girls in that area codes These black girls need to be in the shows Be on the runways, not just mood boards On top of that, we got a steam in your team Look at your crown, natural, relax at a Jericho On time, soft and sheen Where black girl magic is sometimes blue Might broke a hairband or two And I know that my hair looks a bit different today So don't